Okay, good evening, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Or I should say good morning here. Uh, on the other side of the world, it's evening. Okay. Um, we are going to start today in Chapter 14. However, um, it's been a while since I have given you guys uh, one of our recipes and I know that I promised that I would do just that so today before we get started I've decided that I'm going to give one of my recipes from one of my uh, from one of my uh, recipe books hold on a second uh, Okay, had a little problem getting to that. <laughs> All right. Okay, now. All right, so first of all, since this is summertime now and some are preparing to get their kids ready for school again, especially in the southern part of the United States and certain areas of the West. So, um, I came up with something very interesting. Oh, gosh. For uh, those who are preparing to get those little ones back into school, So, I know that children love peanut butter and jelly. Well, most kids do. Not every kid, but most kids. So, here is the peanut butter and jelly thumbprint cookies. Okay? So, we got one cup of butter, uh, one and three-fourth cups of brown sugar or any sugar that you prefer. Uh two eggs, two uh, teaspoons of vanilla, three cups of all-purpose flour, sifted, uh, one teaspoon of baking powder. I will, with today, maybe a teaspoon and a quarter. Okay, one teaspoon of salt. That's optional. Now, a lot of people don't like to put salt in their food, especially if you're using baking soda, okay? Two uh, cups of Reese's peanut butter chips, uh, half a cup of quick cooking rolled oats, okay? Guys, this is very healthy, but again, it's optional if you don't want to put that in, you know. Three-fourth cups of jelly or preserve, either whatever kind of preserve you like. You know, everybody has their own flavors that they like. Uh, cream butter. Uh, cream the butter with the sugar in a large bowl. Then add your eggs and, and your vanilla. Beat until it's light and fluffy. In a separate bowl, combine your flour, your baking powder, and your salt. Okay, then gradually add your flour mixture to cream mixture. Reserve 
a half a cup of the peanut butter chips. In other words, put them to a side. Uh, stir in your oats, if you're going to use oats, and a half a cup of peanut butter chips. Okay? Shape dough into one-inch ball. Place the ball on an ungreased cookie sheet. Press the center of each with your thumb to make a deep impression and about one inch wide, okay? Bake at 400 degrees for seven to nine minutes or until lightly brown. Remove the cookie sheet from the stove, put on a wire rack or just lay it on top of the counter, people. Uh, just make sure you put something under it so it doesn't burn your counter. Uh, fill the center of the fill the center of each cookie with a half a teaspoon of jelly or preserve. Top with several of the reserve uh, peanut butter chips if you want to. That's an option also. Okay, and that is your peanut butter and jelly cookies okay now for the food aspect very quickly here um let's see now How about, hmm, that looks good. All right, let's do, uh, <laughs> Uh, let's do potato cheese puffs. That's a good one for now. Especially, it's still hot. It's still summer-like. Uh, but you can use these in the winter, too. You know, as an order, especially during the holidays. Um, one cup of mashed potatoes, two eggs beaten, a half a cup of milk, two cups of shredded cheese of your liking, a uh, half a cup of flour, one-fourth teaspoon of baking powder, salt and pepper to taste, salad oil for frying, okay? Um, whatever oil that you like the best, use it. Combine ingredients except the oil and mix well, okay? Uh, pour about two inches of salad oil into a saucepan or frying pan and heat to 375 degrees, okay? Drop the batter by teaspoon, four or five at a time, into the hot oil. Fry for three to four minutes or until golden brown, and serve immediately. And that is your potato cheese puffs, okay? All right, everyone. Now, let's bow our heads in prayer before we get started with our reading. 
Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Almighty God, for this day. We thank you for your word, Lord. And we ask, Father, that you lead us in your word and help us to understand your word. And, Father, we ask that we utilize this word in our lives each day. Thank you, Lord, for your guidance and your word. In Jesus' name, Yeshua Mashiach, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Okay, now we are going to continue where we left off yesterday. We left off at chapter 15, okay? So, this is about the state of Moab. So, let's start. Chapter 15, verse 1 of Isaiah. The burden of Moab, because in the night, R of Moab is laid waste and brought to silence. Because in the night, Kerr of Moab is laid waste and brought to silence. He is gone up to Baljith and to Digbon, the high places, to weep. Moab shall howl over Nebo and over Midbah. On all their heads shall be baldness and every beard cut off. In their streets they shall grid themselves with sackcloth on the top of their houses and in their streets. Every one shall howl weeping abundantly. And the Hishbon shall cry and Eliala, their voices shall be heard even unto Jahaz. Therefore, the armed soldiers of Moab shall cry out. His life shall be grievous upon him. My heart shall cry out for Moab. His fugitives shall flee unto Zoar and Hefer of three years old. For by the mounting up of Luhith, with weeping shall they go it up. For in the way of Hornam, Hornaim, they shall raise up a cry of destruction. For the waters of Nimrim shall be desolated. For the hay is withered away. The grass falleth, there is no green thing. Therefore, the abundance they have gotten, and that which they have laid up, shall they carry away to the brook of the willows. For the cry is gone round about the borders of Moab, the howling thereof unto Iglam, and the howling thereof unto Beerilim, Beer, Beer Elim, and the waters of Dimmon shall be full of blood, for I will bring more upon Dimon, lions upon him that escapeth of Moab, and upon the remnant of the land. Whew. Oh, boy. My goodness. <laughs> Sin, uh, chapter 16. Send ye the lamb to the ruler of the land from Selah to the wilderness unto the mount of the daughter of Zion. For it shall be that as a wandering bird cast out of the nest, 
So the daughters of Moab shall be at the fords of Aaron, of Arnon. Take counsel, execute judgment. Make thy shadow as the night in the midst of the noonday, and hide the outcast. Bewray not him that wandereth. Let my outcast dwell with thee, Moab. Be thou a convert to them from the face of the spoiler, for the extortioner is at an end. The spoiler ceases, the oppressors are consumed out of the land, and in mercy shall the throne be established, and he shall sit upon it. Truth in the tabernacle of David, judging and seeking judgment and hasting right righteousness. We have heard of the pride of Moab. He is very proud, even of his haughtiness and his pride and his wrath, but his lies shall not be so. Therefore shall Moab howl, for Moab every one shall howl, for the foundations of Kihar Esheth shall ye moan, surely they are stricken. For the fields of Hashabon languish, and the vine of Sibmash, the lords of the heathen, have broken down the principal plants thereof, and they are come even unto Jazer. They wandered through the wilderness. Her branches are stretched out, and they are gone over the sea. Therefore, I will bewail with the weeping of Jasser, the vine of Sibmoth. I will water thee with my tears, O Hashabon and Elilah, for the shouting for thy summer fruits and for thy harvest is fallen, and gladness is taken away and joy out of the plentiful field. And in the vineyards there shall be no singing, neither shall there be shouting. The treaders shall tread out no wine in their presses. And I have made their vintage shouting and cease. Wherefore my bowels shall sound like a harp for Moab, and my inward parts for Kirhashrish. And it shall come to pass when it is seen that Moab is weary on the high place, that he shall come to his sanctuary to pray, but he shall not prevail. This is the word that the Lord hath spoken concerning Moab since that time. But now the Lord has spoken, saying, Where with three years, as the years of the hireling, and the glory of Moab shall be contemned, contemned, contemned with all that great multitude. All right, let me read that again. But now the Lord has spoken, saying, With three years, 
as the years of a hireling and the glory of Moab shall be contemned with all the great multitude and the remnant shall be very small and feeble. Wow. They're just about desolated. Close to it. All right, chapter 17. Syria and Israel are threatened. The burden of Damascus. Behold, Damascus is taken away from being a city, and it shall be it shall be ru- ruinous heap. Wow. Uh, that just means obliviated. The city of Ariel are forsaken, and they and they shall be for flocks which shall lie down, and none shall make them afraid. Mm, mm, mm. That's going to be a city of animals, basically. Uh, the fortress shall cease from Ephraim, and the kingdom from Damascus, and the remnant of Syria. They shall be as the glory of the children of Israel, saith the Lord of hosts. And in that day... It shall come to pass that the glory of Jacob shall be made thin, and the fatness of his flesh shall wax lean. Wow. So Jacob will get be very hungry again. And it shall be as when the harvest gathered the corn and reapeth the ears with his arm, and it shall be as he that gathereth ears in the valley of Rephraim. Yet leaning grapes shall be left in it as the shaking of an olive tree, two or three berries in the top of the uppermost barrel, four or five in the outermost fruitful branch thereof, saith the Lord God of Israel. At that day shall a man look to his maker, and his eyes shall have respect for the Holy One of Israel. And he shall not look to the altars, the work of his hands, neither shall respect that which his fingers have made, either the groves or the images. In that day shall his strong cities be a forsaken barrel and an uppermost branch which they left because of the children of Israel, and they shall be desolated. Because thou hast forgotten the God of thy salvation, and hast not been mindful of the rock of thy strength, therefore shall thou plant pleasant plants, and shall set it with strange slips, In the day shall thou make thy plant to grow, and in the morning shall they make thy seed to flourish. But the harvest shall be a heap in the day of grief and of desperate desperate sorrow. Woe to the multitude of many people, which make a noise like the noise of the sea, and to the rushing of the nations that make a rushing like the rushing of the mighty waters. Wow. 
Okay, let's move on. Um, the nations shall rush like the rushing of many waters, but God shall rebuke them, and they shall flee far off, and shall be chastened as the chaff of the mountains before the wind, and like a rolling thing before the whirlwind. And behold, an evening tide trouble, and before the morning he is not. This is the portion of them that spoiled us, and the lot of them that robbed us. Okay, let's move on to chapter 18, which is entitled, God and the Care of His People Will Destroy the Ethiopians. Okay, woe to the land, shadowing with wings, which is beyond the river of Ethiopia, that sendeth ambassadors by the sea, even in vessels of bulrushes upon the water, saying, Go ye swift messengers to a nation scattered, and peel to a people troubled from their beginning hereto, a nation melted out and trotted down, whose land the rivers have spoiled. All ye inhabitants of the world and dwellers on the earth, see ye when he lifted up an ensign on the mountains, and when he bloweth a trumpet, hear ye. For so the Lord said unto me, I will take my rest, and I will consider in my dwelling place like a clear heat upon herbs, and like a cloud of dew in the heat of harvest, for afford the harvest. When the bud is perfect and the sour grape is ripened in the flower, he shall both cut off the springs with pruning hooks and take away and cut down the branches. They shall be left together unto the fowls of the mountain and to the beast of the earth, and the fowls shall summer upon them and all the beasts of the earth shall winter upon them. People, this is how it's going to be. Those that have been smited down by the sword of the Lord, he's telling you right here, again, is another vision. Um, let's read this again, verse 4 and 5. For so the Lord said unto me, I will take my rest, and I will consider in my dwelling place like a clear heat upon herbs. Now, if you put a clear heat upon herbs, what happens to the herbs? They wither and die, right? And like a cloud of dew in the heat of harvest. Well, a cloud of dew doesn't do much when it's hot. It makes the situation worse. Okay, for afford the harvest when the bud is perfect and the sour grape is ripened in the flower, he shall both cut off the sprigs with the pruning hook and take away and cut down the branches. Okay, he's going to just wipe it all out. And they shall be left together 
unto the fowls of the mountain and to the beasts of the earth. So there you'll lay, waiting for the fowls of the earth and the beasts from the mountains. And they'll come down to feast. And the fowls shall summer upon them. So in the summertime, the fowls will come and eat you. And all the beasts of the earth shall winter upon you. <laughs> okay? In that time shall the presence be brought unto the Lord of hosts of a people scattered and peeled, and from a people terrible from their beginning hereto. A nation melted out and, tr and trotted underfoot, whose land the rivers have spoiled to the place of the name of the Lord of hosts, the Mount Zion. Notice what it says. It says, A nation melted out and trotted underfoot. Okay? Melted out, fire and brimstone, whose land the rivers have spoiled. The rivers will overflow, overtake the lands in some areas, not everywhere. Okay, 19, confused of Egypt, calling, uh, excuse me, calling off Egypt into mm, the church. Wow. The burden of Egypt. This is chapter 19, verse 1. The burden of Egypt. Behold, the Lord riddeth upon a safe cloud and shall come into Egypt. And the ideas of Egypt shall be moved at his presence, and the heart of Egypt shall melt in the midst of it. And I will set the Egyptians against the Egyptians, and they shall fight every one against his brother, and every one against his neighbor, city against city, and kingdom against kingdom. The spirit of Egypt shall fall in the midst thereof, and I will destroy the counsel thereof. And they shall seek to the idols and to the, and to the charmers and to them that have familiar spirits and to the wizards. And the Egyptians I will give over into the hands of cruel lords, and a furious king shall rule over them, saith the Lord of hosts. And the waters shall fail from the sea, and the rivers shall be wasted and dried up. And they shall turn the river far away, and the brooks of defense shall be emptied and dried up. The reeds and flags shall wither. The paper reads by the brooks of the mouth of the brooks, and everything sown by the brooks shall wither, be driven away, and be no more. The fishers also shall moan, and all they that cast, that cast angles into the brooks shall laminate. And they that spread nets upon the waters shall languish. Moreover, they that work in fine flax, and they that weave net work, shall be confounded, and they shall be broken in the and they shall be broken in the purposes thereof. All that make sulis 
and ponds for fish. Surely the princes of Zoan are fools, and the counsel of the wise counselors of Philoroth is become brutish. How say ye unto Pharaoh? I am the son of the wise, the son of ancient kings. Where are they? Where are they, wise men? And let them tell thee now, and let them know what the Lord of hosts hath proposed upon Egypt. The prince of Zoan are become fools, and the prince of Noph, Noph, are deceived. They have also seduced Egypt, even they that are the stay of the tribes thereof. Mm. The Lord have mingled a preserved spirit in the midst thereof, and they have caused Egypt to err in every work thereof, as a drunken man staggereth in his vomit. Neither shall there be any work for Egypt which the hand or the tail, branches, the branch or rush may do. In that day shall Egypt be like unto a woman, and it shall be afraid and fear because of the shaking of the land of the Lord of hosts, which he shaketh over it. <laughs> and the land of Judah shall be a shall be a terror unto Egypt. Every one that maketh mention thereof shall be afraid in himself because of the counsel of the Lord of hosts, which he hath determined against it. In that day shall five cities in the land of Egypt speak the language of Canaan and swear to the Lord of hosts. One shall be called the city of destruction. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. And, <clears throat> whew, okay, in that day, 19, in that day, there'll be an altar to the Lord in the midst of the land of Egypt and a pillar at the border thereof to the Lord. Mm. And it shall be for a sign and for a witness unto the Lord of hosts in the land of Egypt. For they shall cry unto the Lord because of the oppressors, and he shall send them a savior and a great one, and he shall deliver them. And the Lord shall be known to Egypt, and the Egyptians shall know the Lord in that day, and shall do sacrifices and obligations, yea, they shall vow a vow unto the Lord and perform it. And the Lord shall smite Egypt. He shall smite and heal it. And they shall return even to the Lord. And he shall be entreated of them and shall heal them. In that day shall there be a highway out of Egypt. There's that highway. And here we are talking about the what? The future. Okay. Um, let's go back. Highway out of Egypt to Assyria. And Assyrians shall come into, into Egypt. And the Egyptians into Assyria. 
and the Egyptians shall serve with the Assyrians. <laughs> In that day shall the shall Israel be the third. Hmm. Let's let's read this again. In that day shall Israel Israel be the third with Egypt and with Assyria, even a blessing in the midst of the land, whom the Lord of hosts shall bless, saying, Blessed be Egypt, my people, and Assyria, the work of my hands, and Israel, my inheritance. Woo! Woo! Let's read this again. Yeah! Whoa! Yes, sir! In that day shall Israel be the third with Egypt and with Assyria. Three cords. Hello. Even a blessing in the midst of the land, whom the Lord of hosts shall bless, saying, Blessed be Egypt, my people, and Assyria, the work of my hands. Mm. And Israel, my inheritance. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, let's move on to chapter 20. In the year that Tartan comes unto Ashdod, when Shargon, the king of Assyria, sent him and fought against Ashdod and took it, Okay. And at the same time, spank the Lord by Isaiah, the son of Asmo, saying, Go and loosen the sackcloth from off thy loins, and put off thy shoes from thy foot. And he said, So walk naked and barefoot. Mm. Okay. And the Lord said, Like as my servant Isaiah have walked naked and barefoot three years for a sign and a wonder upon Egypt and upon Ethiopia. This man walked barefoot and naked three years, back and forth. Mm. We are talking, now you're saying this man is a minor prophet, but this is what I said the other day. It doesn't matter whether you're minor or major. You know, God will use you and give you whatever you need. And then some. <laughs> Whee! Wow. Okay, let's, let's move on here. <laughs> um, verse 3. And the Lord said, Like as my servant Isaiah have walked naked and barefoot three years for a sign and wonder upon Egypt and upon Ethiopia. So shall the king of Assyria lead away the Egyptian prisoners and the Ethiopian cap captives, young and old, naked and barefoot, even with their buttocks uncovered to the shame of Egypt. Mm. And they shall be afraid and ashamed of Ethiopia, their expectations, and of Egypt, their glory. Whew. Okay. 
let's make sure we got an understanding on this. So, the reason why he sent Isaiah to do that was a representation of what was coming. And when things are done in this matter, there's no turning back unless the Lord changes it. Okay, so. So in 4, it says, So shall the king of Assyria lead away the Egyptian prisoners and the Ethiopian captives. Young and old, naked and barefoot, even with their buttocks uncovered to the shame of Egypt. Okay. And they shall be afraid and ashamed of Ethiopia, their expectations, and of Egypt, their glory. And the inhabitants of their isles shall say in that day, Behold, such is our expectation, whether we flee for help to be delivered from the king of Assyria, and how shall we escape? Okay. I've got a little page problem here. Give me a second. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Chapter 21. The burden of the desert of the sea. As whirlwinds in the south pass through, so it cometh from the desert, from a terrible land. Mm. A grievous vision is declared unto me. The treacherous dealer dealeth treacherously, and the spoiler spoileth. Go up, O Elam, besiege, O Media, all the sighing thereof have I found to cease. Therefore are my loins filled with pain. Pangs have taken hold upon me, as the pangs of a woman that travaileth. I was bowed down at the hearing of it, and I was dismayed at the seeing of it. My heart panted fearfulness. Affrighten me, the night of my pleasure hath he turned into fear unto me. Prepare the table and watch in the watchtower. Eat and drink. Rise, ye princes, and anoint the shield. For thou hath the Lord said unto me, Go set a watchman, and let him declare what he seeth. And he saw a chariot with a couple of horsemen, a chariot of asses, and a chariot of camels. And he hearkened diligently with much heed. And he cried, A lion, my lord, I stand continually upon the watchtower in the daytime, and I am set in my ward whole nights. And behold, there cometh a chariot of men with a couple of horsemen. And he answered and said, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, and all the graven images of her gods have broken unto the ground. 
all my threshing and the corn of my floor. That which I have heard of the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, have I declared unto you. The burden of Dumath he called to me out of Sir. Watchman, what of the night? Watchman, what of the night? The watchman said, The morning cometh, and also the night. If ye will inquire, inquire ye, return, come. The burden upon Arabia in the forest in Arabia shall be shall ye lodge. O oh, ye traveling companies of dead in them, dead in them, the inhabitants of the land of Tima brought water to him that was thirsty. They prevented they prevented with their bread him that fled. For they fled from the sword, from the drawn swords, and from the bent bows, and from the grievousness of the war. For thus hath the Lord said unto me, Withhold a year, with, uh, sorry, for thus has the, hath the Lord said unto me, Within a year, according to the years of a hireling, and all the glory of Kedar shall fall. And the residue of numbers of archers, the mighty men of children of Kedar, shall be diminished, for the Lord God of Israel have spoken it. So, why Kedar? A lot of you are probably asking, because um, they were... They were actually the Israelite priesthood, but they were fighting now for the Babylonians because remember the Babylonians came and took them into captivity. Okay. So what they do is they take their mighty men and use them for their, uh, in the, you know, for their soldiers. Uh, and many of them were, you know, great soldiers for the Babylonians. And so, um, because of that, they were taken down. Okay. All right, let's move on to chapter 22. Uh, this is the invasion of Jury uh, by the Persians. Okay. Uh, chapter 22, verse 1. The burden of the valley of vision. What aileth thee now that thou art wholly gone up to the housetops? Thou that art full of stirs, a tumultuous city, a joyous city. Thy slain men are not slain with the sword, nor dead in battle. All thy rulers are fled together. They are bound by the archers. Are they, now all that are found in thee are bonded together, which have fled from far. Therefore, say I, look away from me, and I will weep bitterly. Labor not to confront me. 
because of the spoiling of the daughter of my people. Mm, mm, mm. See, God will use you to correct his people. But then he'll turn that sword right back around and he will use it on you. Mm. Okay. Because those are his people. And God loves his people. Okay. Uh, let's move on. Five. For it is a day of trouble and a treading down of the perplexity of the Lord God of hosts in the valley of vision, breaking down the walls and of crying to the mountains. And Elam bare the quiver with chariots of men and horsemen, and Kerr uncovered the shield. And it shall come to pass that they choose that they choicest valley shall be full of chariots, and the horsemen shall set themselves in an array at the gate. And he discovered the covering of Judah, and thou didst look in that day to the armor of the house of the forest. Yea, have seen also the branches of the city of David, that they are many, and ye gathered together the waters of the low pool. And ye have numbered the houses of Jerusalem, and the houses have ye broken down to fortify the walls. Ye made also a ditch between the two walls for the water of the old pool. But ye have not looked unto the maker thereof, neither have respect unto him that fashioned it long ago. And in that day did the Lord God of hosts call to weeping and to moaning and to baldness and to girding with sackcloth. And behold, joy and gladness, slaying oxen and killing sheep, eating flesh and drinking wine, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we shall die. And it was revealed in mine ears by the Lord of hosts. Surely this iniquity shall not be purged from you till ye die, saith the Lord God of hosts. And it was revealed, no, um, 15. Thus saith the Lord God of hosts, Go get thee unto this treasure, even unto Shebna, which is over the house, and say, What hast thou here, and whom hast thou here, that thou hast hewed thee out of the sculpture here, as he that heweth him out of the sculpture on high, and that graveth inhabitation to himself in the rocks? Wow. Behold, the Lord will carry thee away with a mighty captivity and will surely cover thee. <laughs> he will surely violently turn and toss thee like a ball into a large country. There shall thou die, and there the chariots of thy glory shall be the shame of thy Lord's house. Mm. Woo! Boy, oh boy. 
and I will drive thee from the station, and from thy state shall be pulled thee down. Mm, mm, mm. And it shall come to pass in that day that I will call my servant Elikim, the son of Hilkinah, and I will clothe him with thy robe and strengthen him with thy girdle, <laughs> and I will commit thy government into his hand, and he shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. And the key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulders, so he shall open and none shall shut, and he shall shut and none shall open. And I will fasten him as a nail in a sure place, and he shall be for a glorious throne to his father's house. And they shall hang upon him all the glory of his father's house, the offspring and the issue, all vessels of small quantity, from the vessel of cups even to all the vessels of flagons. In that day, saith the Lord of hosts, shall the nail that is fastened in the sure place be removed and be cut down and fall, and the burden that was upon it shall be cut off, for the Lord hath spoken it. Hmm. Woo! Oh, Babylon. Okay, we have time for one more. Uh, chapter 23, and then we will close out. The burden of Tyre howls ships of Tarshish, for it is laid waste, so that there is no house, no entering in, uh, no entering, I'm sorry, I lost my place, so let me start over again. Okay. 23 verse 1. The burden of Tyre, how ye ships of Tar Tarshish, for it is laid waste, so that there is no house, no entering in from the land of Shittim. It is revealed to them. Be still, ye inhabitants of the isles, thou whom the merchants of Zidon that passes over the sea have replenished, and by great waters the seed of Sihor, the harvest of the river, is her revenue, and she is a mark of nations. Be thou ashamed, O Zidon, for the sea hath spoken, even the strength of the sea, saying, I travail not, nor bring forth children, neither do I neither do I nourish up young men, nor bring up virgins. As as the report concerning Egypt, so shall they be surely pained at the report of Tyre. Pass ye over to Tarshish. How ye inhabitants of the isles, this is your jealous, this is your joyous city whose antiquity 
is of ancient days, <laughs> whose antiquity is of ancient days. Ah, huh. her own feet shall carry her afar off to sojourn. Wow, wow. Hmm. Uh, who have taken the counsel against Tyree, the crowning city, whose merchants are princes, whose uh, traffickers are the honorable of the earth. The Lord of hosts have purposed it to slain the pride of all glory and to bring into contempt all the honorable of the earth. Pass through thy land as a river, O daughter of Tarshish. There is no more strength. He stretched out his hand over the sea. He shook the kingdoms. The Lord hath given a commandment against the merchant city to destroy the strongholds thereof. And he said, Thou shalt no more rejoice, O thou oppressed. Oppressed virgin, daughter of Zidon, arise, pass over to Chittim. There also shall thou have no rest. Behold, the land of the Chaldeans. This people was not till the Asians founded it for them that dwell in the wilderness. They set up the towers thereof, and they raised up the palaces thereof, and he brought it to ruin. <laughs> How ye ships of Tarshish, for your strength is laid waste, and it shall come to pass in that day that Tyre shall be forgotten seventy years according to the day of one king after the end of the seventy years shall Tyre sing as a harlot. Mm. Take a harp and go about the city through harlot that has been forgotten and make sweet melody. Sing many songs that thou mayest be remembered and it shall come to pass after the end of 70 years that the Lord will visit Tyre, and she shall turn to her hire, and shall commit fornication, and all the kingdom of the world upon the face of the earth. Wow. And her merchants and her hire shall be holiness mm. to the Lord. It shall not be treasured nor laid up for her merchants, shall be from them that dwell before the Lord to eat sufficiently and for durable clothing. Okay. That is where we're going to stop today. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. This is Minister MacMillan. For those of you who would like to reach me, there are two ways. Uh, there is anchor.fm slash linda-macmillan9 or my email, macmillan75 at gmail.com. For those of you who would like to sponsor us or donate, there are two buttons below. Feel free to punch on either one of those buttons, and that information will be given unto you.
Thank you again for joining us today. Thank you for those who have reached out to us. And thank you for those who are donating and sponsoring us. Everyone have a blessed day and good night.